been using it as a as a journal, but also as a joke diary, funny thoughts or observations. I think I told you I'm pursuing a career in stand-up comedy. No, you didn't. I think I did. I just hope my death makes more sense than my life. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. I don't know how to help you. It's so oddly gorgeous. Stop me if I'm wrong here. Did anyone else think that he was about to sleep with his mom? Yeah, sorry, I hate a long, boring-ass movie where the main character is beaten by a nine-year-old and some snow. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Nay, the greater good. (laughs) Okay, we're going to use an inside joke that only the three of us get. Do what? (laughs) <laughs> we're talking about our movie. Oh, my Lord. Okay. This is how tonight's going to go? Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, nothing. All right. Well, this is uh, episode three, 413. I'm just going to move on. It doesn't even, It's not even worth the explanation. This is episode 413, and tonight we're talking about Joker. I, uh, well, no, it's no the, it's just Joker. No, B. Oh, okay. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew, once fell down the stairs trying to dance down them, Jimison. <laughs> that probably happened to me at some point. Yeah. I don't know if any uh, alcohol was uh, involved, but I'm sure that as clumsy as I am, I've fallen downstairs dancing. Sure, as we all have. Uh, and Sam would yes. never throw french fries at a stranger since it's a waste of food, Vector. Absolutely. And Sean. Yeah. Sean, I've got some office supplies over here. I need you to take a closer look at. Sure. Any, so. anyone in particular? Like, uh, uh there's, there's a little piece of metal scissors here. Let's just, uh, okay. Let's just take a really close look at this. No problem. I can do that for you. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't catch the fact that we've had a joker that has made a pencil disappear. Right. And now we've had a joke. Okay. Made the scissor disappear. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, lots of uh, very very creative ways to uh, to kill people in the Joker universe. Uh, <laughs> Sponsored by Staples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> they got the easy button in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it, like the whole pencil bit from The Dark Knight, which was brilliant. It does make you want, like he went into that room knowing that was the bit he was going to do, right? Like he knew he was going to have to kill somebody with a pencil, right? Um, that's just... Like what would have happened if it would have been like or a? Did he or I, did he? Maybe it was just a spur of the moment. I don't know. I think he had a you know he had a pencil on him that was sharp enough. I, it makes me wonder like, what if the table would have been metal and it wouldn't have stuck in? Like it would have just like broke the tip and then like what what wow. what would he have done? I don't know. Anyway, that's not important. What is important is uh, our our guest this week making their cheap seat reviews debut is Lisa often plays the piano in the street with clowns dancing nearby. And 
I was waiting for some kind of reaction there. And Jason, sadly, Lisa is just a figment of his imagination and is actually living down the hall from the designated quizzers podcast. Yep. Wow. That was, (laughs) (laughs) I think you just ruined somebody's night there, buddy. I think you got the better end of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Jason definitely wants to be playing the piano and the, I mean, that's, yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Yeah. So, yeah, we're excited to have you guys on. So please tell our listeners what your show is and and uh, all that good stuff. All right. Well, we are Jason and Lisa Marks, plus all the extra adjectives that you threw in there for us. Um, <laughs> we're a uh, married couple from Ni- Niagara Falls, New York. We host a, host a weekly podcast called Designated Quizzers. Um, we think of ourselves as representatives of the Buffalo, Niagara region and Western New York. Um, we also love our uh, local food, music attractions, and most importantly, our community and fans. Um, that's about us and about our show real quick. Um, whether you're a fan of trivia, you like to hear facts about interesting topics, or just like some good old-fashioned comedy and cocktail, we have all of that. As for the style of our questions that you'll hear on our show, they start with a theme uh, of the week, and then they take a twist. And I have a quick sample based on today's movie, so let's see if you can come up with the answer. Question is, the Joker has tried to bring down his arch nemesis, Batman, many times throughout the years. In 1989, Jack Nicholson played the Joker, but was unsuccessful in taking down Michael Keaton as Batman. Just how cheap was a seat in the theater to watch the movie that year? <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, a movie perfect, perfect tie-in, by the way. A movie yeah. ticket, uh, uh, price of a ticket in, in 1989. Three fifty. Is this a national national average? Yeah. Like yes. Four bucks. I would. I'd say two dollars. Well, we had three guesses. You want to give them the answer? Yeah, it's th- it's three ninety nine. This is hey! away I mean, from four dollars. Yeah, okay. you, I'm yeah. surprised how close you guys like. That's that's good. I was I was going to the movies in the late eighties, so I was still a fetus. But Sean, I mean, <laughs> oh, Sean and Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 89, I, I certainly wasn't, if I went to the theater, I wasn't paying for it then. Um, I mean, Sam already had a job and a pension well, by that point. Let's just say I took my first date to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. What? Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was in grade school, mind you, but it was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> you didn't drive. I was no. eight years old in 1985, so in 1989, do math for me because I don't do math. It's four more years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever listened to our show, well, you know that I'm not the math expert. <laughs> but yeah. So you were 12. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Feeling young, Andrew? <laughs> Hey, I don't mind. Yeah, it's okay. I I'm, a, I'm a high school teacher, so I feel old most of the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, that's got to be bad these days. I mean, it was probably, I mean, hard to deal with when when we were teenagers, but I can't even imagine what teenagers are to deal with these I days. I know. My wife teaches middle setting. school. And, uh, Ooh, that's worse. I don't. I just don't understand the, <sighs> the mentality. Of the teachers well, that, that can teach middle school. It's a perfect segue into this film, I'll tell you that. 
Oh, so yeah, yeah, you're about right. <laughs> yeah, so 2019's Joker. Um, Sam, you've been wanting me to watch this movie since you saw it in the theater two years ago. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, when when uh, uh, offered this movie, uh, I think Lisa, I think I was negotiating with you on on Twitter for the film. You jumped all over this, saying let's do this one because I have not seen it yet before this viewing. And Andrew, had you seen it yet? Yes. Okay. So I, I was. I bought it. Oh, okay. I was so gonna I was, say you're a DC guy. You, you're probably yeah. all over this stuff. Yeah. All right. So I was. I was the only one having not seen this. You were before. the holdout. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. So. You voted for this. Well, we had not seen it, and so out of the list, that was the one that just. I I said, well, that's definitely one that I have meant to see, but haven't. So, and I knew Jason would be interested. See, he's the action adventure, horror, thriller kind of guy. And I'm, I'm all like romantic comedy or comedy. (laughs) This is neither really. (laughs) So it's really not, but it's more, it's less romantic comedy than it is the type of music. Are you sure it's not romantic? The type of movie that Jason likes. So it's more him than it is me. What is your nickname? Down the hall with the, down the hall with it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's more his speed than it is, than it is mine. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. So, okay. So then I'm not the only one that saw this for the first time recently. So that's, that's cool. Uh, that'll, that'll make, that'll make for a fun conversation or not. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, Andrew, please tell people what this movie is. I'm really dying to know what IMDb has to say. A mentally troubled stand-up comedian embarks on a downward spiral that leads to the creation of an iconic villain. Is he really or does a stand up? I mean, he tries one time, right? I he mean, yeah. yeah. But you know what? I have changed a tire, but I don't call myself a mechanic. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that was that was a tire with a Y. If I ever heard one, a tire. Yeah. Tire. <laughs> tire. <laughs> tire. There we go. Which is a legal way to spell tire, by the way. So I work in a car dealership. Oh my lord! Oh, nice. <laughs> I. uh I do want to say that, and, and Lisa stopped me. I uh, actually, I think you got mad at me during the movie. What? I was going to just come on and just do the laugh the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I got mad at him because he, I just he kept takes doing the those laugh. things too far. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Do you have a card that you would pass out, right? Just yeah, for, yeah. Forgive my condition or whatever. It's great. I love that part. No, I just think you want to stand on a street corner, put a hat in front of you, and laugh, laugh like that. Like a psychopath. Like a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know how yeah. that goes. Yeah. You should do like you should stream that. Just live stream it. Just see how it goes. I oh. think uh I I'll think you'll in. yeah, I'm sure it'll be quite successful. That's a TikTok all day yeah. if I ever. That's a TikTok uh-huh. live. Sadly, yeah. that probably would oh, I know. garner some uh, an, an audience. Do something that takes effort and you'll get nowhere. Do something that takes literally no effort, no thought, no nothing. Like, oh, like the ASMR, ASMR. Is that what it is? Yeah. Jason's been watching those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I, not for the 
reason of no. <laughs> it, it not not me. for the reason that other people watch them. Yeah. I was gonna say thanks for sharing. She's <laughs> <laughs> done all. What am I supposed to do? That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I haven't ever done these ASMR things, but you know that's fine. Like the whole thing is is strange to me. Uh, this is tying into a joke that I want to say is that I don't really like ASMR. Therefore, I must go find one and tell them that I don't like their show. Uh, I don't like their thing. We we recently had a comment on YouTube where they said, I don't like movie reviews. It's like, well, then why are you listening to a movie review podcast? <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I was like, yes. I was like, that is exactly what I would say. And I was like, so proud. I was like, boom. Yes. That's definitely what you say to that. That's <laughs> the stupidest like, thing ever. You could just keep going. I mean, just move along. Yeah. <laughs> right. Move yeah. along now. Yeah. yeah, I just I don't know if you stumbled on that episode and of all the of the episodes that one right that Portnoy's one. complaint yeah. which is a weird movie that no one's ever heard of and you know it's not like it was on a like a tent pole like this movie or something right like they were looking for something else and stumbled on our show I don't think our algorithm is good enough to to get us there get people to our show accidentally so yeah, I don't really know how where where he got came from, but he was not happy, and that is, I mean, I, I hope he's not listening now or is listening now or something. I don't know. Anyway, it, it's the same concept as if people listen to us and they're like reviewing it, saying, "I hate quizzes." Like, uh, hello, I mean, the right word quizzes is in our name. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, so. it's it's dumb, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. The so world in which we live. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you don't like my show, that's fine. You know, if you don't like the way that we reviewed it or you don't agree with my assessment, all of those things are valid, you know, and I'm, I'm here for that kind of criticism. That's fine. But to just say, I don't like people telling me I'll just go experience it myself. I don't know how to help you. Anyway. <laughs> it's very limiting. Yeah. Sorry to have wasted your time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like McDonald's, but I'm going to keep eating there and then complain about how bad the food is. Yeah. Yep. That's Jason's motto, actually. Really? That's, exactly so. it. that's true. I do uh, regret every single time I go to McDonald's. So I'm not sure why I, I keep going. That. I love McDonald's. Yeah, I, I actually do. I was just using it as an example. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's the it's the best worst food ever. It just really is. See, for me, that's Taco Bell. Taco Bell is oh, the best I worst agree. food. Like, uh, I could go yeah. right now, like stop the show and go get a burrito, and I would be just the happiest person ever. Oh my god! And they'll all taste exactly the same, even yeah. though they have different names, and it's wonderful. Well, they only have like seven ingredients, right? It's just yeah, exactly. It's just how they arrange them. Yeah, they um, just have different and orders, and it just yeah. all is magic. Is this a segue for a commercial break sponsored by Taco Bell? <laughs> Boy, those, wouldn't you like for... If only. Uh, yeah, wouldn't you like so for them cheap. to... Like, come on. I would like, suddenly love so Taco cheap. Bell if they were sponsored. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that'd be, that'd be amazing. And I have one that uh, I use the phrase uh, dangerously close uh, to my house. So... Todd Phillips directed this movie. Joker came out and said in 2019, uh, Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar for this movie for, for best, uh, for best actor. And I get it. I mean, he is oh acting the hell out of this movie and 
it's it's so good because it's there's a lot of it that's really subtle and interesting. It's not just him being insane. You know what I'm saying? Like Jack Nicholson is just playing himself when in that role. And the Heath Ledger role, I think, is what most people kind of say is the standard. It's because it's like a quiet madness that boils over. Whereas in this one, it's like um it's like a, a teapot that's slowly getting warmer and warmer and it's like slowly building and building in the movie and him and like everything builds and stuff. Like I, it would be hard. It reminds me a little of that. Uh, was it falling down movie? Yeah. Right? I've, I've not seen that, but I know what you mean. And, yeah. 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 I think that any, I mean, I know that actors go to great lengths to make themselves fit a role physically and mentally and they prepare themselves to do it. And I think I read somewhere that he lost like 54 pounds or something crazy to, to be in this, uh, to be in this character. And, you know, did he have to, in order to, you know, the Joker would 54 pounds heavier. Would we have noticed? I don't know. But for, for some reason he said that that's what this character is going to be and not eating or working out or whatever he did to get those 54 pounds pounds off of him i'm sure does affect him mentally and it sort of helps play into that role and kind of affects that um you know uh, psychosis a little bit mm-hmm. that that's a, a method acting i believe is what they call it right where you you get yeah. into the you become the person um so I had to explain to Jason who Joaquin Phoenix is and it's River Phoenix's brother and River Phoenix died of drug overdose in front of, I think it was like the Johnny Depp's Viper room or whatever mm-hmm. in the nineties. But I think that that family came from, so they were, I think they were hippies, right. And they, they traveled around with their parents or, so I don't think they had that normal of an upbringing and you can tell by the you know the the way river phoenix was but they are both brilliant and well rivers died but both brilliant actors just really amazing actors but i think in order to get into that that mindset you kind of have to already have a little bit of a mental illness in order to get to that state where i'm going to lose such and such amount of pounds and I'm going to become the Joker. The, I keep putting thought in it. I'm going to be, become Joker, you know? So when you looked at him physically in that movie, yeah, a couple of scenes where it's like he was bent backwards and his yeah. rib cage was oh, the rib neat. cage. Yeah. The rib oh. cage. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and, but it, but it fit though. It really did fit. It just, it was kind of a, an awkward. Well, he was supposed to look very distressed and yeah. not, Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And I think him changing his body type, I think really kind of help, um, helps with the character because the Joker has never been known as being a big, strong dude, right? He kills people through mental, you know, manipulation as well as just outright stabbing and shooting them and things (laughs) like that. But I mean, like Uh he's never going to win in a fist fight with the Batman or anything like that. So, I, I like that, you know, the character did that, you know, as far as him, as long as he's, you know, healthy, you know, lose whatever weight you can. I mean, Christian Bale does this stuff too all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, he changes his body all the time. And, you know, that's just, it's just crazy, but it's just what 
like you said, method actors do. Um, I don't know. I, the, it's the money yeah. to get there too, because they can have all the finest trainers and chefs or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not like no. me losing 50 pounds, you know, cause right. Yeah. Now Joaquin Phoenix, wasn't he the one that was like, was he a wall for a while and then grew this giant beard and was what, what was that? What happened with that? I don't remember exactly, but he was really strange for a, a, was quite it a him long or time. Was it uh, Shia LaBeouf? No, it's but well, both of them, because I think that they're both <laughs> equally mentally ill. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf may take the cake on that one though. He's really, yeah, he's really off the rails, <laughs> but um, yeah, it what you're right. Um, but yeah, he that was prior he, to this movie, I guess. He, yeah, it became very strange, and he wore dark glasses and had a beard, and I, I don't know. It might be just fame that generally makes them go crazy. You know? So, real quick though, um, for those of me who aren't as familiar with Joaquin Phoenix, what else would I find him in? Um, He's walk the, the line. Yeah, walk the line. He's a commodus and gladiator. Uh, he's the main kind of the main bad guy in Gladiator. Uh, he he's was in Sun in Signs. In Signs, yeah, yeah. All movies Jason has never seen. I don't think. I'm trying to think, but oh. so he played Johnny Cash in in Walk the Line. Oh okay. yeah, he was good in that too. Yeah. Oh ph- yeah, phenomenal. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'm he looking at. Yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb credits here. Uh, let's see, you know, Hotel Rwanda, Ladder Forty Nine. Uh, like I said, Gladiator. Gladiator is probably where I know him the most. The most from. I think that's kind of where he really got his. Uh, his I mean, he did a bunch of stuff before that. I mean, a bunch of stuff. But he was, you know, Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock presents something called Morning Star, Evening Star, whatever the hell that is. Space Camp. Uh, so. But yeah, he's uh he's in a bunch of stuff. So yeah, go watch Gladiator, dude. It's great. Oh, he was he he was in um, Parenthood when he was young. Yeah, wasn't that him? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, Parenthood. Right? Yeah, nineteen eighty nine's Parenthood. Yep, as Leaf Phoenix. Yeah, I've I've noticed a lot of his credits say as Leaf Phoenix. I wonder if he went by Leaf for a while because Joaquin was hard to hard, say or hard you know, to say <laughs> hard to hard to I don't know hard for people to read. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then, as, as this was my first real exposure to him, I, I was super impressed. So that was it's kind of almost sometimes it's good to not be super familiar and then, you know, experience something like Joker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting. Um, oh, and he was in the village. Did we say the village? Yeah, he's well, we the, said signs, but yeah, signs, yeah. yeah. And then village. he's in the, the village, village yeah, to uh. M. Night Shyamalan movies that I don't like, but that's fine. I don't like really most of them anyway. So there's Sixth Sense and Unbreakable and the rest for me. That's okay. Uh, Let's do some five-word reviews, shall we? Sam, why don't you go first? All right. Um, I've got two for this one. And uh, the first one is uh, We Create Our Own Villains. Nice. Which lines me up for the number two spot here. That is Masterclass on Mental Health Failings. <laughs> I I really like this movie. Um, I can't 
you know, you always get on to me, Sean, for saying movies are fun, but this one is, 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 is not really fun, but it is good in a bad way. It is a slow burn, which I usually hate. And that slow burn has that driving, I, I don't know, just you, you, you see it coming. It's like that tidal wave off in the distance. That's just keeps getting closer and closer. And, uh, I, I really enjoy this character study on Arthur Fleck. Now, whether he's the true Joker or not, um, you know, there's lots of theories about the end of the movie, whether this has all been made up. Um, you know, we've got the whole, uh, unreliable, uh, unreliable narrator, narrator yeah. Um, doing this with us, but, Man, I love the twist in this thing. And when the violence happens, holy crap, it kind of catches you by surprise. Um, not only the, the the gunshots in the subway or the train, uh, but the scissor scene as well. And it's just, it's brutal. And the way he reacts to that violence is just, it's so oddly gorgeous. <laughs> you know, this guy, you start the movie feeling bad for him. Right, he has a condition. He's he's picked on. He's he's bullied, mm-hmm. and throughout the movie, he still feels that way. And it you never really, I, I don't know, you never really get to not like the Joker until, in my mind, until he he stabs the guy, and you're you're worried about the the. The small person. What, what, how do we say it? Small person? Little person? Yeah, little, person. little person. I was going to say the Gary. same thing. That's what worried me about that part. I'm like, please don't kill the little person. I'm right. Like, Just let him go. <laughs> but it shows. Door. Yeah, wow. it shows how chaotic he is and in his mind mm-hmm. and how anything could happen at any time, which is really what the Joker character is all about uh, that i told sean earlier today the the chaotic evil um in this or even really chaotic neutral right mm-hmm. the joker you might say is the true hero of the dark knight um there's there's arguments to be made for that so i thought it's phillips right who directed this yeah todd phillips yeah todd phillips I thought he did an incredible job with taking a villain that we are kind of tired of. We've seen a lot of iterations and Mm -hmm. we've seen some really good iterations in the past and kind of upping the game on introducing us to an origin story that, uh, that makes sense for this type of person. And I'm one who, who might be hungry for a sequel to this thing. Um, I'd like to see where they go with it and, and see what would happen because it really could go in, in many different directions. So yeah, I know I, the DC, I know the DC purists don't like this movie. Uh, no, as one, I, I, I can, well, I'll talk about it in a minute, but going back to your sequel thing, I think I read that they are planning a sequel. Oh, it's, and it's, and that, it's announced. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. Lady Gaga is playing Harley Quinn. Yep. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What? Oh my gosh! Yeah, directed. It's got yeah. the same director. Zazie Beetz is also going to be in it, and somehow Brendan Gleeson's going to be in it in some role. <laughs> but that's wow. that's all we know. Why do I feel but like the- Lady Gaga is going to wait overdue? Like, do we know if she can act? Has she acted in anything? You never know. Oh, she yeah. was nominated for an Oscar for um, uh, A Star Is Born. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, she's she's got the chops, um, I think, mm-hmm. and and I think she'd be able to do Harley Quinn in this world. It, this world would have to be a. It won't be the Harley Quinn that that. Uh, yeah, the, the other be dressed as a yeah as a, a jester with a giant hammer. Yeah, it's not going to be that silly fun thing. I mean, it'll it'll probably even if it's half of as silly as the other one in this universe, it'll still feel like a ten. You know. Yeah, because um, this this is a movie devoid of joy and fun. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> um, right? I, I um, real quick, Sam. It just cracks me up. Sure. I, I can't I can't not talk about this. So the director Todd Phillips. Yeah. So I, I I'm like his name sounds familiar. So I scroll down here to his director credits. So he did the Joker. This is the guy what brought us Road Trip in 2000. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. And then old school in 03. You know, hey, you like, bring your green hat. We're going streaking. Right. That's yeah. the guy. Then he does Stark, Starsky and Hutch. School for Scoundrels. And then the three Hangover films along yeah. with The Hangover and then something called War Dogs a few years ago. And then the and then this. That's so <laughs> That is crazy because in no way, shape, or form are those even remotely close to this movie. None of that. Yeah. And by the way, the only Hangover movie that was good was the first one. (laughs) The other two were not good. I agree. In my opinion. Yeah. It's really a a credit to his ability to to literally make a left turn, though. I mean. I, I, well, I love old school and I, and I like road trip as well. Um, you know, I, I, I'd say that this is where he belongs more than anything though. (laughs) This type of film, (laughs) it's Uh yeah. Definitely did it really well. Yeah, Yeah. it it is interesting. And we've seen that before. Um, but usually with actors, right? Like usually it's, it's Chris Pratt who's known as a goofy comedian and then does a, you know, a quasi serious action role or something like that. Like it's not usually directors that are only known for one thing you know i mean i guess it's kind of like joel schumacher doing all the crap that he does and then does batman and uh, but he didn't do those well so i guess that's the big difference um anyway uh it'd be the other way around you know like they would they would do all the you know the type of movie that joker is and then try the other genre you know yeah you never see it this way yeah yeah what are you gonna say sam no i'm i'm good oh all right i'm good you know well okay uh you know my first degree was in psychology so obviously these types of movies uh really kind of pique my interest and and the deep dive into the psychosis of the joker uh was fascinating in terms of showing the abuse that that he endured growing up and uh, you know his mother um not neglecting him but just filling him with with weird stories and and just being strange uh, but especially the bullying uh from the mm-hmm. uh, the tick that he had because that's really what it was it was a tick um with the, with the laughing and uh i just i just found it fascinating how really you know, in our world, you know, this feels like the 1980s New York era, mm-hmm. um, you know, type of, of atmosphere in this in Gotham. 
And we're still struggling to this day with how do we treat our mentally ill? What do we do? You know, do we overly medicate them? Do we lock them up? Do we, you know, do we throw them out like yesterday's, you know, garbage and, uh-huh. and just let them try to survive? And I, I found it just fascinating. And the reason I said we create our own villains is because this atmosphere, this Gotham, this, uh, you know, mad city created this villain just as much as it created the Batman uh, to hear, you know, the hero to come later on down the road. Uh-huh. So once again, you've got your reflection in, in the Batman versus Joker um, situation that really they're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. So I'm going to piggyback off that because yeah. this was an observation that Sarah, my wife made when Arthur goes to Wayne Manor and Bruce is there kid, little kid, Bruce is there. She picked up on it immediately. They are wearing almost the same outfit. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Jason noticed that too. Yeah. It's, Oh yeah. 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 It's very like the, the, like what they're wearing is different, but it's the same color scheme, you know? Uh So like he's wearing a, a disheveled under white shirt, like a button up shirt and then like a tan jacket. And then Bruce is wearing a very nice white collared shirt and then a very nice looking sweater, but it's the same color scheme, like yeah. the exact same color scheme. And Sarah said, I wonder if they did that on purpose because of course they did. Cause this, you know, directors oh, don't everything, it, yeah. you, know, you know, all of that stuff is, is in, intentional, you know, to, to be the mirror of each other, to, to do that, just, you know, one came from privilege and that's why he is able to do what the other, what he can do. And the other one is from the streets and that's why he does what he does. But if the yeah. roles were reversed, it would probably be reversed. You know, mm-hmm. if Bruce Wayne grew up, Bruce Wayne grew up there and Arthur Fleck grew up there, then Arthur would be Batman or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting that the, a, a really cool directorial choice that was made. And, uh, and my wife picked out on it because, you know, I, didn't obviously (laughs) by the way before we go go on the directorial choice that you're talking about let's talk about the soundtrack and the Uh the tribal almost beast like timpani that Uh goes on this entire movie and it builds and it builds and it builds and by the end it's almost the blam that you get with like uh inception or something like that i mean it is just it just it, and, it was so cool how they did that. Yeah. And and it weaves in and out at the perfect moments as well because yeah. it it honestly to me the soundtrack became a character at some points because yeah. it was just Arthur in a lot of this and you had this soundtrack that was leading you on to other things and and making you realize certain things as it went through. So the composer not a, not of a good you know, the, the whole movie was put together very well, and and that's another good point that uh, that I really didn't think about. But yeah, that soundtrack really did it, it did do just, just that. Yep. Yeah. Her, her, I likened it uh, to to Jaws, even where mm-hmm. it was just it's it's very basic, but yet it it does what it needs to do. So her name, the the composer is a woman. Her name is Hildur. I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name. She's from Iceland. <laughs> Nice. Um, there's symbols over over letters. I don't know what that means. 
Um, but she's uh, just do it in an accent, and it'll come out right. I'm sure it'll be fine. But she's done most recently. She's done the Battlefield 19, uh, 2042 game that just oh, came out. Cool. Uh, she yeah. also did Chernobyl, which is great. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, she did the the Sicario sequel, and then before that, it's mostly documentaries and some shorts, uh, short films, things like that. But you know, she keeps doing movies like this. She's going to become maybe not a household name because you can't pronounce it, but she's going to become a, uh, <laughs> a, a a name worth worth listening. You know, hearing. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack is just. I mean, the whole time it's just. It reminded me, honestly, of the Batman soundtrack, where it's just yes. kind of always there, and you just want to just like it's unnerving, almost like you're you're uh-huh. un- unsettled from the music. I would say the whole movie is unsettling, and it, but not, I mean, not in a way where I don't know how to say it. Like it, the whole time you kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think I've read people saying that it's an uncomfortable type of movie, but but good it's at the same time. It's yeah, it's uh-huh. intentionally uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It leads you down the path that it's it's supposed to lead you down. Yeah. So well, as uncomfortable the, as you may well, be. Well, I was gonna say those who watched it, I mean, I guess we'll get to other five word reviews, but those who watched it for the first time, did you expect an action film? Or was yeah. did you expect a a film study or a character, character study. study? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I expected. I I, I guess I. I kind of knew I a little bit maybe, of yeah you maybe yeah knew. about it, but I kind of thought. I mean, as you feel like okay, well, this is going to be like every other. Yeah. So the, so I yeah so I thought it was going to be an action movie. A, more a than, little or you know, more action. Yeah. 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 But really, the only action was murder. <laughs> although come on the the stockbroker guys kind of deserved it <laughs> yeah. well that was an yeah. interesting thing too i felt was that um every death except for at the end of the movie which i'm not 100 percent sure is a death or not but i think maybe the the, the nurse at i guess it's arkham oh we don't know yeah he just walks uh-huh. out he's you know he's got blood on his shoes but yeah. i uh-huh. but we think that that's what happened but all of those other deaths you kind of are okay with you know it's not like halloween where he's killing innocent people right you know the yeah. the what what starts it is well he, the cops really weren't they were just doing their job they didn't they die. Oh, that's true. They were. They just got beat, but that's because they sucked at co- being cops. Yes, they did. I mean, oh my gosh, they. You know, you brandish your weapon in a in a in a police subway in a subway car, and just right. start waving it around like you you don't have your shield isn't actually going to protect you in right. in yeah. this city. They have to have known that. So as soon as he pulled his gun out, I just leaned over and I said, "Somebody's going to get shot." <laughs> and and that's what happened. You know, a bystander got shot because, well, I guess he wasn't technically a bystander. He engaged the police officer. So, you know, there's that. But, um, but what I meant was, you know, that but Arthur, the I mean, he kills four people, five people in the in the movie. Um, and I guess they really the only one full killings, right? I mean, like they weren't just I'm just walking around and I'm just murdering people for fun. There were there were reasons behind it. Whatever. Yeah. 
whatever they were, they, you know. Still took exception to the fact that he kills Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, Jason you said, kept saying Robert the whole time, he's like, why is he killing Robert De Niro? Just do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's he's kind of the only person that he kills where you're kind of upset because because it's Robert De Niro. But, you know, De Niro was, he brought him there on the show to make fun of him. I mean, that was, right. that was yeah. the point. And, you know, and to have some laughs kind of at this guy's expense. Now, you know, one of my notes was simply no one thought to pat this guy down that you brought into your studio knowing that you insulted him. Like, at, at no or point. Or that when, he seems a bit unhinged. Yeah, like after <laughs> that meeting, that producer man should have been like, hey, let's just get a cop here. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's. <laughs> You know, there's there's a lot of failures. Security guard. Yeah, there's a lot of failures of uh, of whatever in in the process here. All right. Speaking of failures, uh, this is a bad segue. Lisa, why don't you do your five word review? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Um, So we, Jason and I, were arguing over whether we were supposed to have our own five word reviews each. Um, so we came up with so we just a combined. That's fine. Oh, um, okay. yeah. Are you going to alternate words? Um, no. We can if, can if you Which want. I don't yeah. confuse old men like me. Do whatever you want to do. It's fine. I was just being dumb. Just read it so I would say Jason whole. did the first part of it, and, and then I came up with the last. So um, we were going like the old. Uh, um, well, if it's a, yeah, just read it. Okay. So intriguing, insightful. Awesome and uh, cool rephobics night nightmare, which is a fear of clowns. <laughs> so it had a lot of clowns in it. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was that word again? Say it again. Uh, cool rephobics. Cool, re- cool Mean, rephobics. Yeah, meaning I'm cool a fear of clowns. It sounds like you're just or, scared of things that are cool. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, or like cool aerobics. That's yeah. what I heard too. Yeah. Cool aerobics. Yeah. There's hot yoga, goat yoga, and now cool aerobics. <laughs> goat yoga. Exactly. There's goat yoga. What do you even? I don't want to know. You don't know. You've never heard of goat yoga? No. Yeah. It's just they're yoga. from New York, Sean. They're, they're from New York. They're from Western New York. They have things in Western New York. I've been there. We, we leave our yeah. goats alone. Oh, we we had a running <laughs> joke that there was a goat farm next door and there was a llama. Uh, no, no, there was goats and in oh. it's Niagara Falls. There's no goats here. <laughs> right, so Wait, goat, there's yoga. a goat island, isn't there? Out yeah, there no by the falls. On, you're right, yeah. but there's uh, we don't know why it's called Goat Island. There are no goats. The Likely best there were goats get. on it at one time. Maybe, but there's some seagulls. <laughs> there's a goat island uh, on our coast too. It feels like every state needs to have a goat island. I like it. Just yeah. it's a requirement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, goat yoga is literally where you have yoga there. You're just doing yoga, and you just have these little the baby goats. goats are annoying goats, you. And they just every time you like get in a position, they just they climb on you because they're always looking to climb. It's so like your downward dog and it's on your back or whatever. Like it's I would love that. Yeah. Would? Yeah, I would not like the yoga part, but I would just like the, <laughs> the goat part. You want to be assaulted by a goat? Yeah, because I just love animals. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not gonna assault you. It's I'm hoping hurt. these are like these are like baby goats, right? They're little now. guys. They're little guys. They're like the size of your dog, Sam. Or maybe smaller than your okay. dog. Maybe the size of yeah. uh Lisa and Jason. They have a beagle and uh dog yeah. looks like, no d- no, we don't have a beagle anymore. Now we have oh, that's we right. don't know what. Yeah, yeah, you're mud. He's still pretty cute. He, she. I don't know what he is. He. I try to figure it out daily. He's part goat. Yeah, he <laughs> does part... look like a goat. 
<laughs> well, you should just start doing yoga and see if he climbs on you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Do- dog yoga. Boy. I like it. All right, uh, Andrew. Okay, I've got two, um, and they're kind of conflicting, and I'll tell you what I mean by that in a moment. So the first one is disturbing portrait of mental illness, so very similar to what Sam said. Um, and it, it does uh, give us a good um, character study and and really a study on mental illness in general. Um, but something Sam said uh, about you know, some hardcore DC fans didn't like this film, and that may be true. But as a DC fan, I have to say I did like this film. Uh, right. and it And it goes to my second five-word review, and that is DC's version of Fight Club. Um, uh. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is uh, I am one of the people that really think that this all just happened in Arthur's head. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are several kind of hints that lead to that. If you watch the movie carefully, uh, in, from that first moment, he's in his therapist's office and it cuts to the scene with him smashing his head into the glass, um, in Arkham. And then it cuts back to that therapist's office. Then we see that same Arkham asylum at the end again. And you, you know, some people say, well, he's just been, in Arkham before he's been a a prisoner there before or a patient there before. And he returns at the end. I personally believe that that's where this happens. The entire thing. I think the whole story is in his head. And if you are uh, a Batman fan at all, and you know, the, the killing joke, it's a 1988 um, Alan Moore graphic novel, which they did make into an animated film not too long ago, I think. We reviewed it. Uh, this, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. This loosely follows some of that story, in the fact that the Joker, the character, is is a stand-up comedian, um, but and kind of has a mental breakdown. But this, um, this story and that that story rather, uh, the Killing Joke ends kind of with multiple choice as to what how the origin of the Joker came to fruition. And I think this is just another multiple choice that we get. Um, and I know this is maybe I'm thinking way outside the box here, but we've had so many iterations of the Joker, like you've mentioned, that those are alternate choices of how the Joker came to be. And you think about all of them have different names. You know, there's Jack Napier with the, with the, Jack Nicholson, and there's uh, Jerome from the Gotham TV series, and there's um, Arthur Fleck here. So th- there's all these different names that some are part of DC lore and some aren't. Um, but to me, this is just another Joker story, you know. <laughs> and and another thing that I've questioned is if this is the creation of the Joker as the villain, the Joker that we know. I look at the age difference between Bruce Wayne and the Joker. And I think by the time that, I don't know how the, how old Arthur is supposed to be in this movie, but by the time he reaches the age where they're going to be, you know, you know, Batman is Batman. Arthur 
looks like he might be in his late sixties, early seven. I mean, he looks like he might be pretty old by that point. Maybe Joaquin Phoenix is just looks old in this movie. I don't know. But to me, the character looked really old and I had kind of an issue with that. So I thought, well, either this is all in his head or he really is. He really does become the Joker, but then starts a movement that maybe he's not the Joker that Bruce Wayne, Batman battles later on in life. Maybe he's just a Joker. That movement, you that could be true because in the end, um, whether it be in his head or not, there were all of the clowns, people, you know, with the clown masks and all that. The mm-hmm. other thing I was thinking is, is it multiple personalities because they all had different names, all of the jokers. So was it, was he all of them? You know, were they all different? But but no, that doesn't make sense because each time, even though he had a different real name, he was still his persona was the Joker. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. But that's what I love about movies like this. Mm-hmm. Right. It makes it's, you think it's it makes you think it's the in, you know, again, I, I bring up Inception and, you know, it's this is the top going to stop spinning type of thing. Right. It's I love these types of movies that that don't give us a whole concrete answer of what is happening. Mm-hmm. Though in and, fairness and, with Inception, we actually know the ending, but because the top isn't the totem, but that's not the point. True. Am I crazy that there was one part that, and I, stop me if I'm wrong here, did anyone else think that he was about to sleep with his mom? There was a weird <laughs> part, right? <laughs> and it like faded to the back. Like there was like a, you know, do you know what part I'm talking about? With like, there I don't was remember like, that. There was a no. scene where they were dancing. Um, yes, yeah. that's the one. And then like there, okay, then there was like the room. And I thought they were going to like lead to the bedroom. And I thought maybe that was part of like the abuse thing or, or what have you. And I'm like, please don't go there in this movie. And, and they didn't. But yeah. that's really where I thought it was going to lead to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. One of my uh, one of my biggest kind of takeaways from this is that Thomas Wayne is not a great person. No, and, he's not. And in every story we've ever heard, he's been this, you know, philanthropist and doctor and all these great hero-esque type people that do so much for the city. But in this one, I do kind of like the fact that he's portrayed as how we would – I don't know. I'd hate to say this, but how we portray some of the wealthy, uh, you know, people in the world today that maybe they're not that great of a person. Um, but that'd be all of them. (laughs) I, I, yeah, that's true. I do really think though, that he, Arthur might be his kid and he really did give some money to her for hush money. And, and he's just claiming that she's crazy and that's his story and he's sticking to it. Um, I, I don't know. I could see that. Who being knows true. how much yeah. is it? Yeah. That's what it's who knows because the Dern author, the Dern, you know, narrator, we, we don't know if, yeah, we just don't know if this is real or not. Right. Right. Again. And that, that goes back to my point that it's kind of in his head, I think. Yep. Wasn't there a reference that he she wasn't his actual mother? It was like a stepmother or something? Or she I, adopted uh, him. Adopted, yes. Thank yeah. you. 
Yeah, he was adopted. So, I mean, to the point to, like, could he actually be Wayne's kid? I mean, it's still possible because, you know, Wayne has him out of wedlock and then has, you know, puts him up for adoption and then she adopts him. I don't know the, the, the her she has obviously I, I'm I'm going at face value for the movie. Uh, I guess I'll do my five word review. Slow decline into hell was mine. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because that's that's kind of what this felt like. Is like and and that's that's I, I can even use the, the metaphor of both for him and for the city because uh, <laughs> the city is slowly getting and going to hell. I felt like the reason why he was in the therapy was because he was in Arkham and had left um, lawfully and was doing these therapy sessions that the city provided, which eventually would get cut. Uh, the funding would go would go away, which was, you know, one of the many straws that would lead to, you know, breaking his spirit and becoming what he is. Um, I do look at it at face value that yes, he is an unreliable narrator, but the movie tells us every time that he's being unreliable. Like when Zazie beats is hanging out with him at the club and she's there with him at the hospital. We then later learned that none of those moments were real and that she legitimately is scared of him. Um, and so I look at that those. So like that scene that you're referring to, Andrew, when you when the camera cuts to him banging his head at the glass at the Arkham, I felt like that mm-hmm. was his previous flashback. A flashback yeah. um, to when he was there before. And now he's out in the world again trying to do his thing. And that he is I do like the idea that he is a joker. Maybe he's not gonna be the one that that the Batman will ultimately have to fight because uh, you know, because the movie does end with the Bruce Wayne, you know, his mom and dad getting killed by, I guess that's Joe Chill. I think this is his name. Um, and well, and that's been different in different stories as well. Well, we know that the t- the Jack Nicholson, you know, Danny, not Danny Elfman, Tim Burton changed that for that yeah. movie. But for the most part, most comic book guys go by the that that it's Joe Chill is the guy what yeah. what kickstarted Batman's career. Um, so the answer the question that we are all here to answer is, did I like this movie? The answer is no, I didn't, but it's, it's a really good movie. It's a really, really good movie. This is just not the kind of movie I like. Um, I, I, again, it's a very well-made movie. I, I think everyone deserves all of the credit that they get for this movie. Again, the soundtrack was really good. Joaquin Phoenix acted his ass off. I think the director did a just nailed it. The cinematography is really good. There's just a lot of really interesting shots. I mean, again, the majority of the movie is just the camera looking at Joaquin Phoenix doing things. But like I was never bored just looking at him being weird. You know, like there was a lot of really interesting shots. And I also really liked that the movie really portrays that this city just sucks and that everyone yeah. around him sucks. And it's like he's he's trying to figure out why is everyone just so mean? You know, this is a character. This Joker really legitimately just wants to bring joy to the world. And he's just dumbfounded at how mean people can be. And that's when he kind of snaps and and 
creates this the movement that he didn't mean to create. But this is not a movie I will ever want to watch again. I just <laughs> um well there is okay, so you didn't like it, but you have to admit it was a good movie. It is a very good movie. It is a okay. borderline great film. Again, this yes. is the same my same argument with Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall yeah. Street is a really really good film. It's a it's a great film. I just never want to watch it again because it's, <laughs> it's awful. It's, I, I know what you're saying. I, yeah, I, I agree on everything that you said. I rated it as a seven because I, I agree. I, I can appreciate the movie, but is it my type of movie? No, I, I watched it once and I'm not going to watch it again just because it's just not something I'm interested in watching again, but I can appreciate it and it was good. Yeah. But it's not my thing. Yeah, exactly. It's personal like, taste. Like we watched Clueless last week, you know, I mean, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a better film than Clueless, but I want to go watch Clueless right now because I need some joy in my life. You know, Clueless is a binge watch movie. Like it's, it's a watch it. You can never get sick of Clueless. It's yeah. just one of those movies. It's a feel good movie. It's a memorizable movie. It's a, you know, one liner like you, you, yeah. It's yeah, that it's kind of complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, really. yeah. But is this something you're going to go and watch over and over again and quote lines from it? No. <laughs> well, you won't. But I mean, so my pinned tweet on you know, on Twitter, obviously, that's where you <laughs> pinned your tweets, is uh, name your top five favorite, most rewatchable movies. There are people that put this movie in their top five really? favorite films. And that really, I was like, ooh, I'm really intrigued. So so when I got, you know, for watching it for this, I was really intrigued by it. And again, Sam kept saying, I really want you to watch this. I want to watch you to watch. And and yes, it is the, it's not a secret. You know, I, I am not a DC fan at, by any stretch because DC doesn't know what the hell they want to do with themselves. And... And that, it, it bothers me because there's such potential in the in the universe that they have at their fingertips and they just can't get their shit together because I want to look at this movie and go, can they tie this movie into the Matt Reeves Batman? Like, is this so like, like, so have the next Batman, the next Matt Reeves Batman have some way to tie it into this movie. Let's start a new universe. Let's get rid of the Snyderverse. Let's just say there was a thing. It happened. Now let's put it aside and let's start over, right? Let's get the Matt Reeves universe. Let's have Todd Phillips direct the next Superman or something. You know, like I'm all for it. I'm here for it. But if the sequel is going to come out in three years, two years, in two years, is it going to tie into anything else or not? Like it just, this is the stuff. But but isn't that okay? I mean, that's still okay. Is it? I don't know. That's uh, yeah. It's it is the stuff that bothers me. It really does. It's just you know you have has the Marvel universe has spoiled you. It really has. It really really has because well the MCU spoiled me because for a long time Marvel was this right. It was Spider Man one two and three that had nothing to do with those bad Fantastic Four movies which had nothing to do with Blade which were one and two were pretty good which had nothing to do with. Uh, what's other Marvel movie at the times? I can't think of any other ones from X-Men. that era. X Men, right? Yeah, yeah. 
like none of them tied together. They were their own little, little, little capsules, which is fine. But when you have a universe here with the Joker and you're not going to tie it into a Batman universe, like they exist in the same time at the same. So again, you're right. This is the stuff that drives me crazy and I will never get over it. So I, at some point, and I know that they can still make good movies. I still need to watch Shazam. We'll do it for the podcast. I, I, I like Zachary Levi. Like you'll like it. I I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I just, yeah. we just haven't done it for the show yet. So that's, that's literally what I'm waiting but, for. So is that actually the reason that you're not, that, that, that this isn't a top for you? Uh, you know, like you said, it was a great movie, but is this, is that, essentially what's holding you back is the fact that it didn't tie in is that but i feel like it did tie in he met little I feel bruce like wayne it too, but 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 i feel like it's okay if it, he see, wore that's the same the, outfit because but I'm it doesn't tie a, into any other batman it's not going to tie into the matt reeves batman it's not going to tie into batfleck it's not going to tie into christian bale it has nothing to do with anything else yeah but I, I, so yeah, I, and I agree. So it is kind of weird that they threw that little part in there. And I, I don't know. I don't know. The little part meaning the whole movie. The, no, no. Where, you know, where he meets the, where he meets you know, Bruce, he, Will, he meets Bruce Willis, little Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, who's, you know, 11 years old, right. You know, meet yeah. him as a teenager or something. I just, because there's, but see in, in my mind, I can, I can differentiate the stories. Yeah. This is a well-told story. It is. I enjoyed this story. Totally I think is. it is. It is a well-told story, but it just, it lives in a vacuum. And that's kind of where <laughs> I'm, that's where I'm bummed out. I'm not mad at it. I'm just bummed out because it's going to live in its own vacuum and it's not going to be able to attach itself to anything else unless they're going to create a new Batman to be in this universe. So it's so like. So you like this movie enough to want more of this movie, but you don't like it. Yeah. Let me let me ask yes. you a question. If if there are spin-offs, if there are sequels based on this universe, judging how dark this movie is, are you going to like the the subsequent films? I don't know. I I, I don't know, but like, I mean but I you, want to You said this was a movie you wouldn't want to see again cuz it was so dark. <laughs> it's not that it's well dark, I guess is a generic term. Yes, it's joyless yeah. and 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 Right. Um, yeah, <laughs> it is that, <laughs> but, but if they make like, when they make the sequel, I will watch it. Now, is it going to be in four years when it comes out on HBO and we do it for the podcast? Sure. When we, when we're celebrating our 12th year as a podcast, will we be doing it? Fine. I'll watch it then. Yeah. I probably won't see it in the theater unless you two drag me there. But but I saw the the Batman in the theater and I really liked it. And that is a dark film, both cinematically and thematically. Um, I mean, they really need to turn some lights on that movie. But it but I really liked it and it makes me want more of that Batman. It's like, okay, Robert Pattinson is now the new Batman. I'm down for it. Let's let's go. Let's make some more movies. Let's make the let's make this movie tie into that movie so that we have they, that they have purpose and they have meaning. Otherwise, they're just individual movies. And that's fine, though, if they're in. I mean, we go and watch Inception. We go and watch 
um, right, but Global Inception isn't. We go and watch all these other ones, but they're not based on massive things. Movie. They're not based. It would it's it would be as if they made a Lord of the Rings movie that has nothing to do with Lord of the Rings. They're not going to tie it into anything. It's just a thing that exists. Gimli gets his own movie, and but doesn't. I'd watch a, I'd watch a Gandalf spinoff. Sure, we'll watch yeah. a Gandalf spinoff, but it has nothing to do with the the Lord of the Rings films at all. Gandalf origin story. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm in. I think I'm game. Thing with the, the you know like I, and and here comes uh, cue up your uh, your soundboard there and, and get the booze ready for me. But oh, I don't have I've a never boo. been a a comic book fan or anything. I'm not super into that stuff. So for me, it does turn into a standalone and I'm okay with that, but I get it. I oh, get it. You like a Batman movie. I, I do like a Batman, but, but what I'm saying <laughs> is I'm not, I don't have the storyline laid out in front of me the way I expect it to be. And, and, and the, the way it has to follow a certain pattern because it, it fits the, the, the comic books and it fits that, I, I get it. I could see where someone would be really passionate about it not being in that that space. Mm-hmm. But for me, as a standalone, I'm okay because it doesn't. I don't have that connection <laughs> yeah, to you it. You went in this. I'm like, alright with this vacuum. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then again, sense? it does make sense. I know that I am. I'm not alone, but I know that I. Um, this is a 100% me thing. I don't begrudge. Andrew or Sam or anyone that likes this movie or these types of things that, that DC is doing. I just wish that they could get their shit together because there's a lot of really interesting things that can be brought to film. I mean, even the suicide squad that just came out, is it a sequel or not to suicide squad? Because it kind of is, but it also isn't. And that's annoying to me. I mean, (laughs) is it, is it part of the Snyder universe? Well, we don't know, but I kind of think they're <laughs> banking on the fact that people who are fans of this, this sort of, you know, comic book fans and, and superhero fans, they'll watch it no matter what. That's what they're banking on. That is true. They're sure. going to watch. Sure. They're going to see it whether they like no, it or not. They will see it. That's undeniable. Yeah, that's true. But then but then the individual fan chooses one path or the other for yeah. the most part. Mm. I just think that's where this discussion has gone. I just, I really, I, we're going to put this to bed for, and I'll, and Andrew, I, I know he turned his microphone on because he has something to say. I just, I really like the ideas that of, of a bigger story. I like, cre- you know, connective tissue. I like that at the end of Avengers Endgame, when everyone came out there through the portals, it meant something because we had 10 years of movies leading to this moment. And I want DC to have that moment. I want when they go and have to fight, who are they, they going to have to fight next, Andrew? Who was the villain at the end of Doomsday? Dark Doom, Side. Dark Side, thank you. Like, I want the Justice League to have their moment. Like, I want that for DC. They just can't figure it out. And, and that's what kind of bums me out is like, again, I really liked the Batman. I thought it was really fun. Fun. I mean, it had fun moments, but again, it's a dark movie. But I, I really liked it. So let's let's grow and build and expand <laughs> on that and have things. I just, it just, it, it would just be as if someone 
not part of Disney, just made a Luke Skywalker movie that had nothing to do with Star Wars. It was just a Luke Skywalker movie. And then someone else made a, like, they, they don't connect. It just, it's very strange to me. Because even Rogue One and Solo connect to the story. They're part of the story. They have connective tissues. These are just... You're, you're saying we need a Kevin Feige or a Dave Filoni yes. to, to, to head up DC. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they need someone at Warner Brothers yeah. to do that. And they were they wanted it to be Zack Snyder for a little bit, you know, because he does Man of Steel and Justice League. And mm-hmm. like they wanted that to be him. But then he had some personal stuff happen, and then other things happened. And But the problem is, is that then Warner Brothers was like, well... We're just going to let other people make their these other movies. So then they still make The Batman, and then they make this. And again, those are great movies. Those are really, really good movies, and I'm glad they exist. It's just kind of bums me out. All right. I'm done with that. I'm going to get some to the notes, and then we need to move on to clips and games and things like that because I don't want to have another two-hour episode. <laughs> We're just trying to help out your, your psychological well-being, Sean. I'm fine. I don't cite my psychological. I'm good. Um, I, I, I know it sounds like That's what they all say. Uh, well, you're before right. Before they're committed. Well, I mean, I think I'm, I'm curious okay. what the subtitle is going to be to this episode. <laughs> uh, who knows? I, I got, I know what it should be. The underscore Batman. That's the new Batman movie. Oh, wow. Yep. Just add the underscore in the totally different movie. So I take Sean's anxiety out of the picture. So yeah, yeah, we, we've, we've, we've had enough of that already. So Andrew, <laughs> you mentioned earlier about Thomas Wayne being kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, he is kind of a dick in the Batman. Yes. And I wanted to ask you that because you are, uh, to your credit, the DC guy on staff here. So, uh-huh. uh, cause we don't have corny anymore. Right. Is that something that's in the comics now? Whereas Thomas Wayne has turned from, you know, white knight into kind of a douche. I mean, is this a thing that's happened or is this just something that these two filmmakers said, you know, what would be more interesting is if we make Thomas Wayne kind of a dick. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know because I'm not up on recent things Yeah. in DC. Um, all I know is from, Tradition that he is a wealthy philanthropist that, you know, has done a lot for the city. And that's about, that's about all we really know. There's not a whole lot of backstory. um, Yeah. It's usually most of the stories. Yeah. yeah, Cause he's around for a few minutes and he gets killed by the guy. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. Cause again, like I just found it interesting that the last two movies to have him in it, he, he kind of sucks. He's been a little shady. Yeah. I mean, this guy, okay, I'm going to say it. I might, I might anger some people, but Thomas Wayne kind of comes across as like Donald Trump-ish. Yes. Yeah. Well, and there's a little trivia to that, that um, this role was up for Alec Baldwin to play Thomas Wayne, and he turned it down ultimately because he didn't want that role to be associated with what he was doing on SNL at the time. Okay. Which was playing Donald Trump. Hmm. It's interesting. It is. Uh, Last couple notes. I do want to hit. I did write all. I I took a lot of notes for this movie. I was surprised that I did. Uh, Oh my God. He took a gun to the kid's hospital. Um, Oh, (laughs) that was, that was crazy. (laughs) 
Uh, and then and then accidentally kicks it as he's trying to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I oh, loved his oh, reaction Lord. though. <laughs> yeah, he's just like cover that up. Yeah, don't. And the kids just <laughs> thought it was a gag. They didn't care. They were having a good time. <laughs> oh, yep. look at this sweet clown with a toy gun. Yeah, you know they they didn't care. Uh, let's see what else. Um, so Mark, Jason and Lisa, the guys know this, but I like to ask the movie questions in my notes to see if the movie will answer them. You know, so, so I did write, so he's Wayne's son? Question mark. And then I said, between the Batman and this, when did Thomas Wayne become a, you know, become less than a good guy? And my next note is, wow, Wayne is a douche. <laughs> uh, and then I, I put the note in about that they're, that they're dressed the same. And then I wrote, yeah. I wonder how long he had to practice that crazy run. <laughs> right the little stomping almost like he's wearing uh flippers yeah run. yeah because yeah. is that the dancing down the stairs or is that no anytime no, he runs whatever he runs yeah. oh just the general he run yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, run. yeah 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 it's like he's always wearing clown shoes but he's not like he runs like he's wearing oversized clown shoes but he's just yeah. wearing shoes uh i just always yeah. thought that was interesting just strange uh i also wrote Sam, is this movie why you 3D printed a little guitar? Because <laughs> there's a little blue guitar in her house, in her apartment. Yeah. And no, I saw that and I was no. like, oh my gosh, Sam has that exact thing in his house that he 3D printed. Yeah. I guess I won't use that as my question. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Actually, I'd, I had already taken that off the list. Nice. Uh, I also asked... Would a pillow really kill her if she had oxygen going into her nose? That's, oh, you know, I had the exact same question gosh. this time around. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can see when when the camera puts back or goes back to her, um, the oxygen's not actually in her nose. Yeah. So maybe at some point it got knocked out. I, I mean, know. and maybe it's but not I enough. Did think that, though. It might not be enough to, you know, keep you breathing like a scuba gear or something, but. Like I don't know though. I guess the purpose is just to put oxygen into your to your bloodstream, but uh, but the, well, it, the, it would pinch the hose. I think if you held a pillow, to, I don't know. I don't yeah. think it matters because the staff certainly isn't going to show up and make sure she's all right. Well, <laughs> that was my next point because my wife said, "Why aren't there alarms going?" There should have been. There yeah. should have been. It yeah. should have been very noisy in there. Um, and he has, he's there long enough to smoke a cigarette, which I was also, <laughs> my wife says, I know it's the eighties, but you can't smoke at a hospital when yeah. she's got oxygen. Well, you can't, if you take a gun yeah, to can't. a children's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't smoke around oxygen. And also had you smoked in a hospital, definitely, a yeah. you know, sprinkler system would have gone off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I also liked, so the, the, the staircase, you know, dance, you know, very famous. It's in all of the trailers and it's even on the poster, I think, but uh-huh. it threw me. I was so thrown when he's doing it to the freaking Hey song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, what in the hell am I watching? And then it's, then he went into slow-mo and then he went into the, the music of the movie and I thought, okay, this makes more sense. But it was just so weird, which I think is the point. Yeah, um, and then my last note was, uh, well, I, there's about five or six that I've jumped over. But um, did he kill the doctor lady? So 
Some of my questions were answered. Some of them were not. You know what that reminded me of? Um, it's a movie that I think you like, Sean, the uh, No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. That last scene where he kind of comes out and looks at the bottom of his shoe to see if there's blood on it. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that or not. But. I don't. I saw that movie one time, and I remember being really confused at the ending. Somebody said they liked it. Maybe it wasn't you. Probably wasn't me. I didn't hate it, but I don't. I didn't love it. It was just. It was fine. I would. I would. If I'm going to watch a Coen Brothers, I'd rather watch True Grit. Personally, that's probably yeah. my favorite. I think. Anyway. Uh, all right. Time for some clips. I don't have a lot because again, there's not a whole lot of this movie that's worth capturing for fun. You know, for a fun podcast. <laughs> um, but. I captured some stuff, so this one is labeled clowns. Well, it makes total sense to me. What kind of coward would do something that cold-blooded? Someone who hides behind a mask. Someone who is envious of those more fortunate than themselves. Yet they're too scared to show their own face. And until those kind of people change for the better, those of us who have made something of our lives will always look at those who haven't as nothing but clowns. Um, this was a, a trope in the movie and Sam and Andrew know that I hate this trope, but here it is anyway, even in a movie as quality as this, they did this thing here. <laughs> I, I hate school as a kid. <laughs> Anytime there's a microphone in a movie, there's feedback. I don't understand it. Directors of Hollywood, stop doing that. There's no reason for there to be feedback. Yep. <laughs> ah, drives me crazy. The announcer was up there. He was talking for a well, laughing for a couple of minutes before he got to the microphone and it started doing that. It drives me crazy. Okay. Uh, Bruce Wayne. Hi. What's your name? I'm Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. That music in the background, so good. And, uh, of course, if you say the name of your movie, I'm gonna put it in the movie or in the show. Uh, Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? What's wrong with your real name? That's what you called me on the show. A Joker. Do you remember? Did I? I don't know. Well, if you say so, kid, you know, Joker it is. It's good. Thanks, Murray. Yeah. Murray right. gonna die. That part yeah. was so <laughs> creepy. I found that part, that particular uh exchange really creepy yeah i don't i don't know what what why it got me but i didn't like it <laughs> it made me feel weird from now on just call me creepy yeah it, <laughs> I did not like that it's just funny i just realized where i recognized uh, thomas wayne he's also in the dark knight rises um as a uh-huh. as a congressman and he's in uh but we would know him best as eddie martell from the replacements He's the quarterback. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that before. That's great. I love it. Uh, all right. Cool. All right. Now it's time for the game. And this week, the game is being sponsored by 
Hey, it's Ebony, and you may know me from such podcasts as The Gruesome Doosome Movie Reviewsome. But did you know I also have a solo podcast? That's right, the Sweet and Sour Nuggies podcast with one episode on short life stories of the sweet and sour variety and the other Mental Health Mondays to be your guide to everything mental health and more. So grab your nuggies and follow us at SS Nuggies Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Sweet and Sour Nuggies podcast available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods and more. Now readily available for your listening pleasure. And now for some more bad news. Ready? All right. This is a game that we call, hey, did you notice? This is a game where Andrew, this is not a fun uh, quiz type game of trivia and nonsense like our guests have. This is a game where did you notice stuff in the background like a blue guitar on the thing? So we'll go back and forth. Best out of five wins. Uh, We will start with Jason and Lisa. You were on a team and you will be going against... How about Sam and I? How about we team up? There we uh, go. We'll do a, we'll do a team, team. I think that's fair. Uh, okay. You guys go first. If you get their answer right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, we have a chance to steal. I have already mailed you stickers, so I can't mail you anymore. So uh, <laughs> if you win, congratulations. You win nothing. That's my favorite. Part. All right. Yeah. So team quizzers, here's your first question. After visiting the pharmacy to pick up his prescription, Arthur checks the mail for his mother's apartment. What is the apartment number listed on the mailbox? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. I have no idea. <laughs> hmm. I almost I almost <laughs> saw that. <laughs> oh. Almost. <laughs> no, I want to say it was like four digits. Four digits? How I don't big know. is the apartment? Maybe it was the building number. Building. Oh. Maybe it's something that happened at work today. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to say six. I don't know. Okay. No, Sean and Sam. <laughs> I, I, 213 is popping in my head, but I'm Go not for 100% it. sure. 213. It is, not, it is not 213. The apartment oh. number was 8J. Oh. Okay. Oh. There you go. We never actually see it on the door. But uh, we do see it on the mailbox, and when he goes to Sophie's apartment later on, we see eight B is her is her uh, apartment number. So there we go. All right, so Sean and Sam, this one goes to you. When Arthur is pulled into his boss's office and confronted about the sign that's missing from the music store, what is sitting on the floor directly in front of Hoyt's desk? Oh, the floor sitting on the floor. Right in front of the desk. Uh, uh, I don't know a spittoon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'm gonna guess a, a. I don't know clown shoes. Okay, Lisa and Jason, to you. I'm gonna say a dog. That's. I was thinking shoes or a dog. A dog. So yeah. go with a dog since shoes are right. taken up. It was a giant jack in the box. Oh, that's oh. the same thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's a half a point. All right. Uh, <laughs> of course. Jason and Lisa, this one is yours. Um, clocks are seen several times in this film in the therapist's office on the clock in Haha's, where he, on the time clock, rather, in Haha's, where he works. And in the mental hospital, the same time is on each clock when oh, they're shown wow. on screen. 
What is the time on these clocks? Another reason that I think this might be in his head, but that's just another little detail. I'm just going to go with the number that haunts me, um, which they, they say is, you know, like a repetitive, well, the repetitive number, the, the series of ones. Uh-huh. Say it's one 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 one. So it's it's one eleven. Yes, one eleven. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But I have no idea. All right, Sean and Sam. Uh, Sean, you got this one. I don't know. It like when he leaves, it was daylight. I don't know. Uh, I guess that could be any any of the twelve. Three thirty. Three thirty. I like it. Lisa, you were so close. It, it was eleven eleven. What time was on all the clocks? Oh, and you got to give her half a point. I'll give her half a point for that. Yeah, that's all right, a half, half a point. point worth. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's, <laughs> that actually paid off finally. I know yeah. it wow. did. One, 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 My one, mental one, illness one, one, got one, me one. somewhere <laughs> on a movie about mental illness. <laughs> Okay, question number four. We go back to Sean and Sam. According to the radio broadcast at the beginning of the movie, on what date does this film begin? Oh, jeez. It's, it's middle of the summer, right? <laughs> I can't give You've seen this movie more than I have. <laughs> I know, right? Um this is literally the thir- the first line of the movie. I, which I almost captured for the intro, but it would be So what is it, John? You get it. I you get this one. I didn't listen to it. Because <laughs> I knew it because <laughs> I started listening to it and I thought, no, this won't be very interesting. I'll I'll do the, the thing. So like September thirteenth or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well today's the September seventh. So let's say it's September seventh. Jason and Lisa, do you have a guess? <laughs> <laughs> Fourth of July. What do you have? I mean, I, I don't have anything better than that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I know it's what? November eleventh. Eleven, eleven. Okay. 11. okay. Uh, the the radio broadcaster says it is forty two degrees, ten thirty a.m. on Thursday, October fifteenth. October fifteenth. Yeah. October fifteenth. You were closer than I tried me. Tried to double up at yeah. the eleven, eleven thing. All right, last question. This goes back to Jason and Lisa. When Arthur is practicing for his interview with Murray Franklin in his apartment, there is a coffee mug on the side table next to the couch. What words are on that coffee mug? I'm just going to go with words that are on every coffee mug, like something like world's best dad or world's (laughs) best boss. What do you think? I had something and then you distracted or me I with that. I love New York. So. Well, I can't say New York. You would have to say Gotham. I love yeah. Gotham. Yeah. I, I, All right. Yeah. So, uh, Sean and Sam. <laughs> I, I would, you know, it would say smile or put on a happy face. That would be my guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is kind of a trick question. Because on the coffee mug, it says the Murray Franklin show or live with Murray oh. Franklin, something like that. So he was really making this look like the set of a talk show. He even had the, oh the, uh, the prop. Murray Franklin coffee coffee mug. Wow. 
<laughs> so there you go. So okay. uh, they y'all win uh, with half a point. <laughs> yeah, how we do it? <laughs> the, the opposite of last week. Yeah, is, last week we uh, had yeah. yeah we had five points last week, and this week we have half a point. I love Jeez. it. It's all right. Uh, all right, time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. This is our top three section. We decided to do movie villains, villain movies, I should say. Movies where kind of the villain is the main character of the movie. And we start this week with uh, Sam. Sure. All right. Uh, my three, I've got uh, Wolf of Wall Street as my number three. Mm-hmm. I've got Thanos and Infinity War. Okay. okay. He's not really the my, main character, but okay, sure. Yeah. And my number one has to be Kaiser Sose in the usual suspects. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yep. Uh Jason. So uh we did a combined again. So um for number three, we did Jennifer Jason Lee as how do you say it? Hetty? Hetty Carlson in single white female. All right. Um number two was uh Malcolm McDowell as Alex in a clockwork orange. Yeah. Mm. And uh, number one favorite of ours, uh, Jack Nicholson, is Jack Torrance in The Shining. Okay. Nice. Yeah. We did an honorable mention, Ben Stiller's White Goodman in Dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. How could you not? (laughs) How could you not? How could you not? I would not. Uh, Or The Shining one, either. Uh, No. No, don't like The Shining at all. Ah. It's a boring self, you know, reverential. Oh, it just, I know I have all the dumb takes today. It's fine. I don't care. Poor <laughs> unfortunate soul. Yeah. I, sorry. I hate a long, boring ass movie where the main character is beaten by a nine year old in some snow. It's just <laughs> like, yeah. If, if, if your villain can be defeated by my son saying, you know, playing peekaboo, then you're not really a good villain. I'm just saying. Uh, all right. My top three, uh, I did not. Number three is Tim Robbins from Arlington Road. Ooh, oh, and yes. that's, a, that's a movie. I guess I mean, I, don't, I guess I can. It's a 30 year old movie, but it's a movie mm-hmm. where the bad guy wins. Mm-hmm. Number two is Nightcrawler that we did for the podcast. Yeah. Bamf. Yeah. Thank you, Corny. And number one is a movie called The Jackal. That stars Bruce Willis and Richard Gere. Now, the movie primarily follows Bruce Willis, who is an assassin trying to kill the first lady of the United States, and Richard Gere stops him. But for the most part, the movie's following him, Richard Gere's name, who is Declan. Um, though people at you know people say, "Oh, did you get the, the name Declan for your son from that show?" I said, "No, I got it from that movie." But don't tell my wife. <laughs> so yeah, the Jackal, Nightcrawler, and Arlington Road. Andrew. I have got number three as Despicable Me. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, number two, Reservoir Dogs with Mr. White and Mr. Blonde and all those all those guys. Nice. And uh, number one, I have Beetlejuice. Nice. Don't don't say it too many times. Yeah. I think you'll be Such all right. Such a good movie. Still just just a great movie. Yeah, it's fun. We, uh, I think this year we might show it to the kids, or at least my oldest. Um, yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, Twitter was uh, different uh, on this one because, <laughs> well, just because we had some people just say things like, um, uh, 
Chinsey Beatnik wrote incredibly intense film, sat on the edge of my seat the whole time because I wasn't sure what would happen next, but it's also a one, what one time was enough movie too. So see, I'm with you, Ben. Uh, so attitude, uh, 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 drew from attitude era wrestling review podcast, who we had on a few weeks ago for the wrestler says Terminator, Goodfellas and jaws quote, or parentheses, that damn shark did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was just doing what a shark does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I oh I, I just went to see this in uh in theaters in three D awesome. uh, on Saturday. Nice. I was so excited. I felt like a little kid again. Cool. I really wanted to do the dog in Cujo, but we didn't oh, put yeah. that on there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast, Eric says the usual suspects, Fight Club, Inglorious Bastards, and honorable mention to American Psycho. That's oh. a good one. Mm. Uh, good friend of the show and a friend of ours, Maxton, says Goodfellas and Wolf of Wall Street. Uh-huh. And I think uh, think that's it. Uh, Rosie did chime in asking the question that she likes to ask. Did your wife watch it and did she like it? <laughs> Basically, if if my wife doesn't watch it or won't watch it or doesn't like it, then Rosie won't. They're, they and I told her I said my wife hated this movie, and then Rosie says thought so, won't watch it. So, <laughs> yeah, my wife did not enjoy this at all, and that's okay. She uh, she likes the happy movies, and there's nothing wrong with that. Time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? For a second, Andrew, I thought I forgot you, but I remembered that I didn't. All right. (laughs) Because I have a bad habit of doing that. All right. Uh, This is where we give the movie a score from zero to ten. And Andrew goes first. Yeah. So um, I think this is eight. I've already closed it again. 8.3 out of 10, I think is what it was on IMDb, if I remember correctly. 8.4, yeah. 8.4, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, rewatchability, I'm with you, Sean, a little bit. I, I don't think this is something that I want to watch again. Uh, I did watch it twice, uh, this week <laughs> for the show, um, which I was worried about even being able to find time to watch it once, but somehow I watched it twice and, uh, I don't want to watch it again for a while, like, you know, yeah. a good year yeah. or two, but, uh, but it is really well done. Walking Phoenix, like we said, it's acts his heart out here, um, and it's just a it's a really well done story. So I'm going to give it a eight point one okay. out of ten. Well, we already know what Lisa's score is, Jason. Yeah. Um, I was in that eight range as well. Um, I, I I really enjoyed it and. I've only seen it once, so. But the more I hear everyone say that, I I get it. So I, I it it probably would be hard. There's probably other options to go back and and watch a different movie or pick a different movie entirely or whatever. But nonetheless, I still thought it was. I enjoyed it. I really did. So I, I gave it an eight point five, which right. makes our score an average of seven point seven five. <laughs> yep. Just doing math. <laughs> no, I appreciate that because my my spreadsheet only has space for four, so I had to. <laughs> do the math there uh sam all right this is a a fantastic movie um unlike what sean has to say i think this is very well done um i think it's very well acted even though you know he doesn't like it but uh none of those things that you said i have disagreed with (laughs) (laughs) um 
But I, I get, I'm with Andrew. I, I, I'm not going to be able to watch this thing for a while. It's a hard watch. It really is. Um, and but it, it's a hard watch because it is so good, and you do emphasize, and you're, you're left wondering. And because of that, I've got to give it a high score. Um, I, I find very little faults in it, in terms of the the message came across exactly how I think they wanted it to, to come across, and I, I think it came across perfectly. So um, I'm going to give it an eight point zero two out of ten. <laughs> okay, <laughs> zero two. Just, yeah, just the, there was something there that gave it that zero two. That just, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. it was that extra little smirk. Okay, yeah, uh, sure, it was that. Uh, yeah, um, this is a really, really good film. Uh, like you said, IMDb says it's an eight point four. I, I, I don't disagree. I think it's a really, really good movie. I just don't ever want to watch it again, and. Uh, and that's again. I think that's okay. Like I said, same thing with Wolf of Wall Street. And there's been probably a couple of other two or three movies where I thought, man, that was really, really well made. I'm good. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like okay, this is yeah, a weird comparison, yeah. but Schindler's List, fantastic yeah. movie. It's a hard yeah. watch, you know. So yep. for different reasons, obviously, because one's very real and one's very not. But it's it's the same thing. So. I may or may not surprise you with this, but I'm going to just go with IMDb and say 8.4. This, wow. is, this is a good movie. And I also no. just uh, put the score in the wrong spot. Shoot. <laughs> I'm really surprised that there you we went higher than me on a DC film. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's impressive. It's, it's again, it's a, uh, I don't know what to say. It's a really well made. I don't honestly. If it wasn't for the fact that it is a DC movie, it, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> Sean, yeah. I thought you were going to say if it wasn't a DC film, I would have given it a nine. But no, no, I'm just saying like <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel it feels the wrong word. Like it doesn't have to be a DC movie. This could be like you said. It's like falling down Us. or any other. Are you mo- saying it's a standalone movie that doesn't need to have any more? added to it well it is a standalone movie it is getting a sequel and it would be nice if it tied into a bigger universe yeah but <laughs> but because people at warner brothers suck and they won't so you could it's, it's true though what you're saying you could have named it clown and it would have been its own movie you could like, have named it, it clueless <laughs> yeah um you know it, yeah because it's it's just it it was its own thing like, yeah. like i keep saying if they didn't throw Bruce Wayne in there, it really wouldn't tie into anything, you know. So it's, and that's the only thing that tied it in um, a little. <laughs> going down the slippery slope, you may start over. Yeah. Nope. It's, it's an hour, we're an hour and 40. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a one time podcast. Yeah. I'll, I'll go on this rant again when we watch uh, Shazam or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but that gives our total scores an 8.1675. Wow. Wow. That's got to be up there. Well, I mean, it's it's right there next to Serenity, which was an 8.275. Yeah. And oh, I'd much rather watch Serenity over and over. Well, and over yeah, again. that's a way more but, rewatchable movie. But uh, that's a joyful movie. It is. Ish. It is. And uh, <laughs> and get me, don't get me wrong. Again, Serenity is my favorite movie. This is a better film. I can say yeah. that without any kind of whatever. This is a better film. It's better acted. It's better everything. Maybe, mm, yeah, it's better acted. But 
I could go watch Serenity right now. Well, maybe not right now. I'm pretty tired. But tomorrow, I could watch Serenity. So there you go. I mean, again, this also this is in the same... Uh, okay, here you go, uh, Andrew. This is almost the same score as Suicide Squad that we did. Yeah, okay. You know, as, as an 8.26. I mean... And that's way more rewatchable. <laughs> yeah. What did yeah, Clueless get? Clueless got uh, an 8.625. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our guest. Wow. Our guest. Yeah. Yeah. A- Andrew was not a huge fan of it, but our guest gave it a 9.8 and a 9.7 respectively. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and we all know how beer fest went. <laughs> oh, beer fest is the best uh, i love beer fest yeah i know i, I was so upset to hear that <laughs> that someone didn't like it yeah Sean. <laughs> sam you gave it a 4.89 don't give me don't give me anything <laughs> clown. yeah such a good movie uh it's not okay um, <laughs> but I but I do have this at the handy. What are you doing? We're extracting frog gamete for cloning trials. You're jerking them off. There you go. So yeah, <laughs> I have that handy. So there's that. Okay, well that's it. That's our show. That's our podcast. Please, uh, Jason or Lisa or do it combined. Uh, tell our listeners where they can find your show and all that good stuff. It'd be difficult to like time. Yeah, to I'm combined. not. Yeah, you say one word, I'll say the other. No, That'd be, the, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do it. Um, the the go to place for everything about us and the show is our website, uh, designatedquizzerspodcast.com. You can also follow us on our socials. Um, you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. I run the socials, so I'm the one that you will speak to. Please do not. Uh, contact me if you are a cam girl (laughs) but yes you can reach me though if you're a cam girl by (laughs) (laughs) send out the cam girls to that's jason at (laughs) fatbeaglemedia.com or lisa at fatbeaglemedia but yeah so yeah yeah cool awesome well we're, we're thank you so much for coming on the show we had a good time um we are, of course, Cheap Seat Reviews. Go to our website, cheapseatreviews.lipson.com, and there you can find links to all of our other social medias. Uh, you can also just go to our Linktree, Linktree slash Cheap Seat Reviews. There you can find links to other stuff like our merch and um, our Patreon, patreon.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. There you can get the new stickers that we just got. That's right. We have new stickers based on Ooh. the uh, artwork that Sam did for Gunpowder Milkshake. They look great. And I can't wait to uh, to give these out to some patrons. So patreon.com slash cheap seat reviews is how you can get a hold of them. That's going to do it. Next week, once again, we're going from one side of the aisle to the other. Or that's not the right word. We're going from, uh, we went from the wrestler to clueless to joker to next week. We're doing men in black. So we're going back the other way for fun and joy and happy. So there you go. Men in black yeah. next week. Very excited for that. That's going to do it. So on behalf of Andrew, Jason, Lisa, and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. <laughs>